Welcome to Catholic Vitamins, your dose of spiritual supplements from A to Z. Catholic Vitamins, specially formulated to help you achieve optimum spiritual health. It's time to energize your faith, forget what lies behind, and press on toward the goal. We've already won. Here are your hosts for Catholic Vitamins, Deacon Tom Fox and his lovely wife, Dee. Hello and happy Advent, everybody. It's Deacon Tom. And Dee. Welcome to Catholic Vitamins once again. We are very, very glad you're with us, and we hope we're with you as we uh, are into the beginning of Advent, and that'll be a part of the theme of our guest time with return guest Elizabeth Ficacelli. Elizabeth, a nice lady from Ohio. You remember we've she moved out of Ohio. Where is she now? She's in Florida. Really, I didn't know that, or if I knew it, I had forgotten it. I can double check that, but I, I'm pretty sure I know she moved. I remember when she was talking about having her house up for sale. For sale. Oh my! Excuse me. Yeah. <clears throat> well, this is show number four hundred and sixty-five for the World Wide Web. And on our Catholic radio station in Payson, Arizona, it's show number 113, uh, I yes. hope that's not unlucky. I do too. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, and our vitamin for this time is Renewal 3. Re- renewal. Renewal Number three, three because, because we've done, we've done, yeah, we've done renewal twice before. But, um, you know, Advent is about renewing. Our desire, our welcome for the Christ child in our hearts and in our minds. And uh, I think we should talk a little bit about Advent, uh, just you and I and our Advent journey, the start of our time. We're not very far into it as we put our show together, getting ready for the second Sunday in Advent. I got our Advent candles out and set up on our table in time. You did, (laughs) yes, 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 yes. And that reminds me that we've been doing something at dinner time. Some of our dinners have been so um, they get a little haphazard once rushed, in a while. rushed because we've had other things going on. But we light the candle in the beginning of the Advent, the first candle. We'll soon do the second one, and we've tried to um, have either a reflection that we read or shared with one another. We have that little booklet that it kind of guide you through Advent, and it has a prayer in there that we have used a couple times already. Right. And then you had us listen to something. What was that? I'm not even sure if that was Advent-oriented, but it was a nice reflection from Steve Ray. From Steve Ray, and it was part of the Perugia Media Advent meditations that I signed up for. And he they they call it from Eden to Bethlehem, and so they've had different speakers talk, starting with the Garden of Eden and leading up to Bethlehem. And so Steve Ray was like the third or fourth speaker, and he was doing Abraham. It was a wonderful teaching, it and was... I liked it so much that I asked you if you wanted to listen to it. Well, uh, you used a word, and you know we have to always remember there might be somebody listening in Abu Dhabi who doesn't know what you just said. What what is Perugia? It's it's an organization, a media organization that's out of Australia. All right. And I became familiar with them um, earlier 
this year when they did a scriptural rosary pilgrimage. Things that they've been trying to come up with to do for um, during this COVID period when I people see. can't go to conferences in person and things like that. So do you have a rough idea how to spell it? Because it's just the I th- word. I think it's P-A-R-O-U-S-I-A. All right. Maybe we should try to, re- you know, get that confirmed before the end of the show. I will. I'll and I'll try it. to remember to put it in my show notes. Uh, Perugia Ministry, I think you said. Uh, media, I think. Media, okay. Yeah, but I'll, I'll double check it. And uh, based on the one episode that I watched and Dee talking about the scriptural rosary, sounds like a really good sound organization. I'm signed up for about three of them. One from Chris Stefanik, who I really, really like a lot. And in case anybody does not know his name, it's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-C-K. Chris? I don't think it is a K. Oh, really? I think it ends in C. But right. I'll, I'll double check that too. All right, and uh, we have we knew him from up in Denver when we were up in the Archdiocese of Denver, and uh, he speaks to he says over fifty thousand people a year, and he's doing an Advent reflection each day with um, Conta La Mesa, the uh, new cardinal. He was made a cardinal, but he's been the papal preacher. Uh, for uh, popes for, gosh, I like 12 or 15 years. So I knew I would be getting sound uh, teaching from the two of them. And I'm also uh, signed up for two others for Advent. And So am I. Are you? Good. Yes. And I'm getting behind on, I, I had signed up for Chris Stefanik too, and I'm getting behind in those. So I might go down this afternoon and try to catch up a little bit. Well, speaking of catch-up, I have one day to catch up on my St. Joseph conversion, excuse me, consecration program that I'm doing. I mentioned on the last show that I'm redoing this, and it will end on the weekend after Christmas, on the Sunday after Christmas, and that is uh, December 27th, and that's Holy Family Sunday in the Worldwide Church. And uh, I think that's a wonderful time to end and to uh, start the consecration to St. Joseph once again. A great example for the Holy Family, a great example for trying to build a, uh, a stronger faith life for fathers. So that's what I'm doing. <clears throat> I guess that's enough prattle for now, kind of a long first segment. We're going to take a break and we'll be back. Slightly upbeat version of Mary Had a Baby. Lori Line is the artist, and we talked about her on the last show. She's a favorite of RSD. She yes. is definitely a favorite. We recommend 
her albums or uh, recommend going to one of her concerts. I imagine those are all cut back because of the COVID situation. But um, Probably are. I haven't seen any of the usual uh, advertisements for her Christmas concerts this year. So. Right. All right, D. Um, During the break, I went and clarified these things we were talking about earlier. So you were right. I was wrong. Chris cool. Stefanik spells his name S-T-E-F-A-N-I-C-K. All right, Chris Stefanik. I thought it ended in C, but I was wrong. Okay, we're on. Mm-hmm. And then it is Perusia Media, the way I spelled it. P-A-R-O-U-S-I-A media.com. Good. All right, so if you're interested in that one that Dee is enjoying uh, and has signed up for, please uh, check that out yourself. And Chris Stefanik is with Real Life Catholic. Great organization that he's built. Yes. Uh, D, we were talking about things that we're doing as Advent practices. Um, Let's see, we're talking about how we're doing some things at dinner. And uh, the the Steve Ray Abraham video that you showed to me, didn't you tell me that you shared that? Oh, yeah. I have a cousin that I communicate with regularly back in Pennsylvania, and uh, he's not Catholic. But I thought he might enjoy this talk that Steve Ray did on Abraham. So I sent it to him. Well, he really responded very positively when he wrote back the next day. So Isn't that neat? Yeah. So if you have somebody who is not a practicing Catholic who would like a Catholic perspective on Abraham, but done in such a way that it pleases all faith walks, this is really, really good. And uh, I'm sure you can find that on the Perugia site or maybe uh, – Steve Ray is on YouTube. or uh, Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but right now you could find it on the Perugia site since it's part of the talks that they're giving during well, Advent. One more thing that I'd like to mention about our Advent practices. We asked the uh, pastor and he quickly agreed to do uh, Liturgy of the Hours, the evening prayer of the church once a week. On Wednesday evening. And so this past Wednesday we had a small group. The typical people that show up for many things showed up, but a few others did, and uh, we had about 20-minute Liturgy of the Hours. I thought that was really nice, Mm -hmm. and uh, that might be an idea that you could take into your pastor or that you could do in your family setting. So, uh, more ideas for Advent. and want to talk uh, about the Jesus gift box that you talked about at Mass last week? Oh, that's very kind of you, yeah. I preached last weekend, and I preached on the topic of doing a Jesus gift box. Dee, you were kind enough to take one of your uh, boxes and build a, put a, a sign on it that was looked very nice. And I think it said Jesus gift box, if I remember correctly. And a bow on the top. Yeah. And so what I did is I had a number of cards or tags. And as I was preaching, I was suggesting that people... <clears throat> might add one hour of adoration during each week of Advent. And so I would put a tag in the Jesus gift box. Uh, Maybe they would consider doing a rosary every day during Advent, and I put a tag in the gift box. So people saw me doing these tags, uh, and I saw quite a few smiles, and people were recognizing that it was a A good idea. Well, I I hope so. and I said or something different to do. Sure. I said at one point, does this seem like a childish idea? And I said, well, that's exactly right. It's for a child. His name is Jesus. <laughs> and 
then I suggested that Christmas morning that they uh, open the uh, Jesus gift box and pray over the gifts that had been given to the Lord Jesus for his birthday. Well, I think, uh, you know, we've talked about Elizabeth Piccicelli. We're going to take a music break. I'll say a few words about Elizabeth, and then we'll get to our special guest, because she has done something creative on this repeat interview uh, with her. She's taken each of the letters of Advent, and she's created some ideas for us to consider. joyous music was Lori Line and the Gloria from her uh, Advent and Christmas album. Well, Dee, we're ready to spend some time with Elizabeth Piccicelli. You and I were looking at some of the uh, sites where you can find information about her. She's written books for adults. She's written books for children. She's uh, been endorsed by uh, at least one bishop that I saw and priests who, where she's spoken in, at, at the parishes. She's done a lot of speaking engagements. And didn't you see her once? I met her in person at the very first Phoenix Women's Conference I went to. She was the keynote speaker. Oh, how neat. Yeah, how absolutely neat. neat. I have my picture taken with her. It was neat to meet her in person because we had sure. we'd been familiar with her before then. Well, dear friends, um, one of the things about Catholic Vitamins that we've enjoyed is some of the people we've gotten to meet and interview. And certainly Elizabeth Piccicelli is an inspiring woman who um, we would do well to listen to for uh, growing in our love of the saints, the holy ones, the seasons, the church, and the sacraments. So uh, we'll take a little music break once again, and then we'll be back with Elizabeth Piccicelli. Next up on Catholic Vitamins, a return guest, one of the guests that make my heart smile. She is Elizabeth Piccicelli from uh, the state of Ohio, and uh, she has been on Catholic Vitamins before. We're going to talk today with Elizabeth about uh, several things, but our focus will be on Advent. This is Catholic Vitamin W for waiting, waiting for a new birth of Christ in my heart and in the hearts of others I know. Elizabeth, welcome once again to Catholic Vitamins. Hi, Deacon Tom. It's wonderful to be with you, and a happy Advent to you. Amen. Blessings, and in return to you as well. 
Um, I read that a bishop said of you, I highly recommend Elizabeth as a speaker. She's in the forefront of the new evangelization in the Catholic Church. Before we turned our time on, you were mentioning a trip that you made down to Florida. And um, uh, I, I just know that if we started talking about your books alone, we would wonder how you are able to travel <laughs> on airplanes and do books. Um, you must be taking a lot of Catholic vitamins, and we uh, are appreciative of our time with you today. Um, so you were mentioning to me uh, earlier in our setup that uh, – that you uh, have been focusing on doing a parish mission approach. You want to say some words about that? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, you know, I speak all over the country and now up into Canada and at conferences and parish events and schools or wherever God sends me. But it really got put on my heart about a year ago to offer my services as a parish mission speaker, you know, to come to parishes and do a three-night mission. And I prayed about it. And God showed me how two of my existing presentations really worked well together, and, and he called me into a third one. And so what I do, it's called Discovering, Living, and Sharing Our Mission. And I get very fired up about it. The audiences that have gone through it are really fired up. But I take them on a three-step journey. The first night, I share my conversion story from non-Catholic to Catholic evangelist and how mission was placed on my heart when I was a child by, by what I believe was God telling me he had a special mission for me. And I would have to kind of figure out the clues along the way to see that in addition to being a wife and mother, he was calling me into evangelizing through my writing, my speaking, and my media work. So the first night's my conversion story and trying to get the audience to look at their life and look back on how God has been leading them to where they are right now. So just to pay attention to how God works in our lives. And then the second night is like my favorite because I talk about um, if we're going to discover and live and share our mission, our special purpose that we've been created to do just by God, we need to be unburdened to do that. And I get into um, this really powerful presentation on confession in a way that people have not seen it before. I had a huge miracle uh, with confession in my own life and a great understanding of it. And it's very, very powerful. It sends the people, you know, running to confession after the presentation. And then in the third night, we really dive into this concept of, you know, how to discern a mission and how to prepare ourselves for it and then actually how to live it out and share it. So when by the end of the third night, people are pumped up. They are fired up. They are ready now to go out and do, you know, the work that God is calling them to. So it's just fabulous, and, and I, I can't wait to, to hopefully bring it to your area, Deacon Tom. Amen, amen. Yeah, we were talking about you coming back to Arizona or uh, stopping as you fly to the West Coast or something, uh, and we yes. would lo love to make that happen. Uh, we'll pray about that and ask God's uh, help in making that come about. Um, before we get into Advent, um, you know, I just want to ask about your books. I, I was looking at the list of the books that you have written, you know, and I have a, I have a couple that are favorites of mine. Um, I have um, some interest in uh, in the uh, oh, I guess the uh, area of uh, mystical experiences in the church, and I know your book mm -hmm. Bleeding Hands, Weeping um, Weeping Stone was one that mm -hmm. we talked about on one of your earlier visits. But you've had such a, a wide area of 
things. You've written children's books. What's been relatively current in your, your writing and publishing? Um, the most recent uh, book that I did on my own, at least, I did collaborate uh, with, with a meditation book, but um, my, my most recent one of mine is uh, Therese Faustina and Bernadette, uh, Three Saints Who Challenged My Faith, Gave Me Hope, and Taught Me How to Love. And it is, in essence, it's my conversion story, and particular, uh, in particular, my walk with these three saints that came into my lives in interesting ways and how they've profoundly affected me as a wife, as a mother, as a disciple, teaching me about the virtues of faith, hope, and love. And so I love it because I get to not only share my story, but more importantly, I get to invite people to really meet these three powerhouse saints, and they they really come away with a new understanding of them. And, And this whole idea about how saints are our friends and our spiritual companions, not only wonderful models, but they're powerful intercessors, and we really need them on the journey. So uh, it's, it's, it's exciting. And right after I came out with my book, there's been other books similar to it, so I know that this is definitely an area that is sparking people's interest. One other area that I have a very special place in my heart about is Medjugorje, and uh, I know some years ago you released a book, quite a few years ago you released a book, The Fruits of Medjugorje. Um, how has that done, and is it's still available? Yeah, it is. And, of course, we do respect our uh, Holy Mother Church. We know that she is still in a discernment process over Medjugorje. We know that we can talk about it. We can go visit there. But we do have to wait till the church gives an official um, you know, stamp that this is a, you know, an official church pilgrimage site, that these are authentic. But in the meantime, you know, we can talk about the fruits of Medjugorje, how it is that it impacted our lives. And that's what that book is. It's a collection of stories. And these people who had gone there or even just read about it ended up having very, very powerful public conversions. So their lives were radically changed, and then their lives would change others. Like one of them that comes to mind is Father Donald Calloway, very famous, world-renowned speaker, Catholic priest. His, his big turnaround came from reading a book on Medjugorje. He didn't even go there. He just read a book, and it was in his wild, wild time of youth. And, boy, did God hit him over the head with a two-by-four, and he is a powerful priest today. And I consider myself a fruit of Medjugorje. That's over there is where I really began to understand that my special mission was to go out and take this love I had for my new Catholic faith and share it with others. Yes. And I credit that experience to, to open my eyes to what God wanted me to do. Amen. We had Father Calloway on the show about four, five, six weeks ago. and uh, he uh, You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Well, let's, uh, let's get into Advent. Uh, I want to honor the fact sure. that you, you have a busy schedule. Um, I was saying to you that uh, Catholic Vitamins now in its seventh plus year got started when we found a priest who had a powerful uh, teenage experience before he was a priest, obviously, a powerful experience uh, in his own life when he was in adoration. And we called the Catholic Vitamin A uh, the sacrament of, uh, or the uh, practice of. Uh, Adoration before the Blessed Sacrament, and you're going to talk to us about Advent. And I remember that um, that you have six tips for keeping the season holy. What what is uh, what is the first of your six tips? Right. Well, I knew you would appreciate this, Deacon Tom, because, like you said, you use the letters also in your in your vitamins, your Catholic vitamins. And I think that's an easy way for people to remember things. 
So my six tips begin with the letters of Advent, A-D-V-E-N-T, and A for Advent stands for the same thing you just mentioned. It stands for adoration. And it's probably important that I throw in at the top of this that my six tips are never, never meant to be, here's six more things you have to add to your list during the next four weeks because we all know these are the busiest weeks of the year. So that's not what this is about. My tips are about finding a quiet in the storm, in the chaos, you know, a little reprieve from the busyness of life and holiday preparations. So something that's going to give you a little rest, a little slowdown, a little rejuvenation. So could kind of keep that in mind. But first one is A is for adoration. And we know that at the first Christmas with the birth of Jesus, we had the humble shepherds adoring Jesus. We had the mighty kings adoring Jesus. And we as Catholics have the opportunity to adore Jesus, not in the manger, of course, but in the tabernacle in every Catholic church around the world. And my first tip is to encourage you to carve out that one hour when Jesus says, can you stay awake with me one hour? Make the time this Advent. Find that hour, whether it's daytime, nighttime, whatever fits your schedule, and go before the Lord without any kind of agenda. You don't have to worry about bringing material. Just bring yourself and just be in his presence for an hour. Just rest. Even if you doze, that's okay. It's holy rest. But just be in his presence and see what he may want to gift you with, what he might want to bless you with, how he might want to rejuvenate you at a time that I think we all need it, and how you can just ponder on the coming of the Lord, the coming of the Lord 2,000 years ago, the coming of the Lord today through the sacraments, um, and the coming of the Lord in the future, which we all want to be prepared for. So first tip is A for adoration. Okay. D for four. Okay, so... D is for divine word, and this is, of course, Holy Scripture. And I know that a lot of times Catholics, they're getting better, but there's still a lot of Catholics that are reserved to crack open the Bible and spend some time with it. You know, we hear a lot of Scripture at Mass. If you're a regular Mass goer, you hear quite a bit of the Bible during the year. But it's important that we also spend time with God's Word, because God's Word is living. It's something that we can never exhaust in our lifetime. It's packed with meaning. Um, sometimes you hear a verse over and over in Mass, and one day it just hits you between the eyes. And that's because it's living. It's a living, and it's meant to help us on our journeys. So my tip for the letter D, Divine Word, is, you know, get yourself, first of all, make sure it's a Catholic version of your Bible. Dust it off. Put it in a place that, that you are going to see it, whether that's on your kitchen counter, on your nightstand, somewhere where you're going to actually pick it up and use it. If you have a paperback one, don't be afraid to highlight it, write in it, live in it, pray in it. You know, this is God's word to you. And um, spend 10 minutes. That's, that's kind of the challenge is to try to spend 10 minutes a day with God's word, with divine word. And again, to see what does he want to tell you? How does he want to guide you? How does he want to fill your heart at this time of the season? And it, it may be a good idea to especially reflect on those Advent readings that we will hear during the weeks of Advent because they're very important of the, the prophecy of the Messiah to come, of Jesus as that fulfillment of the, the, the um, Messiah, the Blessed Mother and her role in all of this. So great readings to reflect on, but don't be afraid to spend 10 minutes a day this Advent with the Divine Word. All right. <clears throat> and V as part of Advent? Okay. V is for the Virgin, Virgin Mary. 
And Blessed Mother is such an important figure in Jesus' first coming. We know that God could have sent his son any way he wanted into humanity, but he chose a human family to bring this son, and and through it, especially through this woman, Mary, she was chosen from all time. She was chosen from women past, present, and future, um, and she was created sinless so she could carry out this very, very important role. But she did have to cooperate with the grace. You know, he didn't force it on her. She had to say yes. And thankfully for all of us, Blessed Mother did say yes. But um, she is so important for us, not just Advent, but all year long, because she is this wonderful, wonderful model of virtue. She shows us, you know, how to be that perfect disciple of Christ, not that we can be perfect like she was, but that we can really follow her example and be a better disciple, let's say that. And she is the mother of all of us. She, you know, God gave her, Jesus gave her to us when he hung on the cross. And so my challenge is to invite Blessed Mother and her powerful um, intercessory capability, her powerful um, uh, um, uh, championship over evil. I mean, she's such a gift to us. Invite her into your Advent this year. And there's two feast days that happen during Advent, which are wonderful opportunities for us to bring Mary closer into our life. One is happening um, this week. It's the Immaculate Conception. The other happens next week. It's our Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. So be sure to to celebrate Mass on these days and make it a special effort in some way to bring Blessed Mother a little deeper into your Advent. Maybe it's a a rosary if you don't normally pray the rosary or an extra rosary or or chapel, something that can just remind you of Blessed Mother and the, the wonderful motherhood and protection and grace that she wants to bring your life today. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. <clears throat> Having spent time with you in the past uh, visiting on Catholic Vitamins and Father Don Calloway, there's just so many things that we have to learn about um, Mother Mary and her importance in the salvation history story. So I'm, I'm glad that she's oh, yeah. a part of your Advent message. All right, you ready for e-, e for... Uh, for the Advent yes. word? Yes. So the letter E, sometimes people say, I know what it is, it's Eucharist. But I like to say, before we can have Eucharist, we need this. And E is for examination of conscience. Oh, my. You know, Advent uh, used to be referred to in the church as kind of a mini Lent. Uh, Lent you know, and that's at Lent. We know what Lent is, and it's a time of really reparation and preparing, you know, for the, the high holiday of of Easter and the sacrifice of Easter. But Advent is very much the same way. It is a perfect uh, set of four weeks to really search our souls, to be prepared to meet Jesus when he's coming again in all these forms and, you know, make straight our paths. That's what John the Baptist was crying out in the desert, you know, prepare the way for the Lord. And so we want to take, you know, an opportunity this Advent where we sit down and we really examine our conscience and we pray to the Holy Spirit and we say, you know, Holy Spirit, help me to know what it is you want to change in my life, what I need to to do better in my life. Where do I need conversion and, and where do I need reparation in my life? And then when you do that examination of conscience, then you can go to reconciliation and unburden yourself from all of that and receive the peace that God wants to give you. Receive that great joy and all those graces, the power that comes from this sacrament. And then once we're, you know, in that state, we can really then fully understand and appreciate the Eucharist, which is is obviously another very important gift during the season of Advent. So 
make sure this Advent you find that time to make a good heartfelt confession and just feel washed clean, feel that ultimate do-over, that lightening, that unburdening that you feel when you make a good confession. Okay, now uh, letter N. Okay, so N is for neighborliness or neighborly love. And, you know, when we are uh, going through our, our journey trying to get to heaven, well, it, it's great for us to get to heaven, but we're also supposed to bring as many people to heaven as, as we can. And we, we've been asked by Jesus to be people in community, to be paying attention to who's around us and who might need our love and, and our prayers and our support um, financially, uh, emotionally, spiritually. So to be looking for those marginalized people, the less fortunate, the poor, the elderly, the sick, because we are supposed to be the hands and the feet and the eyes and the arms and the heart of Jesus on this earth, where most of us are not called to live you know, in a cave as a hermit. We are people in community. And the church gives us wonderful guidelines on how we can be that good neighbor to people, again, all year long, not just at Advent, but she has the corporal works of mercy and the spiritual works of mercy, and we just came off a whole year of mercy, so hopefully we understand these better. But there are things like you know, feeding the hungry and, and clothing the naked or sheltering the homeless, um, visiting those prisoners or the sick, uh, praying for people who uh, you know, are going through a tough time. And, and that's really important, too. Many of us love the holidays, look forward to Christmas and all the joy that it brings, but we can't lose sight of the fact that many people dread the holidays. Maybe they have had a, a loss in their family. There's something going on with them, and the holidays are a very dark time for them, a difficult time. So we want to ask the Holy Spirit, show me who in my life these next four weeks I can really be neighborly to and extend the love of Jesus. And as we give ourselves away like that and give to others, we will find ourselves energized. We will find ourselves uplifted. It's not another task, but it will become a true joy for us. Elizabeth, I am writing notes, and I'm going to review these um, at, at the end of our, our time together, but I hope you won't mind. I, I think I feel a homily coming up from Deacon Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay, because Cardinal Dolan interviewed me on these tips last week and said, can I, can I use some of these in my homilies? So you're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, gosh. All right, we're ready for letter T. And T is for traditions. Traditions are, are wonderful things because they give us a sense of who we are, identity. They give us a sense of familiarity. They can, especially as families, traditions are something that can really cement a family. And Advent just has a bunch of traditions that you can incorporate into your home, your domestic church. But you know, don't overwhelm yourself with too many, but pick one or two that you might want to do as a family. And even if it's like mid, mid-Advent, mid jump into it, that's okay. A partial Advent, I say, is always better than no Advent at all. Um, but some of them are the Advent wreath. That's very uh, common. But make sure you, know, you put it in a central place and you actually light those candles. And pray around that wreath. Make it, we have ours on the kitchen table right there. We see it every day. We light those candles at dinner time. We've blessed it with holy water. So, you know, the Advent wreath, the Jesse tree. I love the Jesse tree where you hang ornaments every day from December 1st to December 25th on a designated tree in your home. And that's the family tree of Jesus. It's all these stories from the Old Testament all the way to the New showing the prophecy of the one to come, which is, of course, is Jesus. Um, and it's a great way to learn a little scripture and teach your kids great Bible stories. Um, there's the Advent calendar where you can open little doors and, and read scripture verses, and the kids can get a treat sometimes. 
on St. Nicholas Feast Day. That's a great one to celebrate and honor the true saint, not the secular version, but the true saint, St. Nicholas, who was a wonderful model of generosity and, and giving. Um, we can decorate our homes with purple, you know, decorations, flowers or ribbons, or just to remind us that we are in Advent. This isn't Christmas yet. It's Advent, special season, all its own. And we want to not rush through this, but really take advantage of these weeks of, of preparation. Um, we could put candles in our windows. That used to be the tradition that we were guiding Joseph and Mary on their journey to um, Bethlehem. So it's a symbolic way of saying, we have room an hour in for you. So um, it's a beautiful little simple tradition. And one of my favorites is called Hay in the Manger. And we found this little tiny crib and we put a jar of hay next to it. And during the season of Advent, whenever anyone did something good, kind, loving, you got to put a little hay in the manger. And as our boys, our kids grew up, when they did something not so nice, like to one of their brothers, they had to take some hay out of the manger, put it back in the jar. And the point of this little tradition was you want to make a warm, soft bed for the baby Jesus to lay on on Christmas Day, you know, Christmas morning when we put the figure in the manger. So it's a beautiful tradition where, again, we're trying to be good, we're trying to be virtuous, and um, trying to be Christ-like to one another. So those are my traditions. Mm, Oh, absolutely beautiful. Um, Vitamin A adoration, Advent preparation adoration, uh, D, divine word, living and spending time with God's inspired word, uh, v for Virgin Mary, <clears throat> spending time on the important figure chosen from all of time by God mm-hmm. to be the mother of uh, our Savior. E for examination of conscience. <clears throat> we just had our penance service in our parish last night. We had 10 priests, at kind of astounding the number of priests that were able to show up for our small parish. But we had, uh, nice. yeah, and we had a lot of people who participated. <clears throat> N. Uh, the Advent word, neighborly love, and uh, tea for traditions. I might say to you, Elizabeth, that uh, here in the Southwest or wherever there are uh, people of Hispanic or Indian cultures, the idea of uh, going from home to home, uh, singing um, manieritas, the the, uh, looking for Christ until they finally come to a home where uh, they have a manger set up, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that tradition, but it would be lovely to no. pick it Yeah, it sounds wonderful. Yeah, it would be lo- lovely to start a tradition of going to visit an elderly person, a widow or a widower, or somebody who needs a visit, as you were suggesting, under the traditions, and uh, bringing Christ to them in some form or another, whether it's food or uh, some financial help or whatever. So I, you really inspired me to even think about new ways to uh, apply these six letters. Elizabeth Ficicelli, uh, would that we were able to do this more often, and I just know how busy you are and have become, but thank you so much for the gift of your time on Catholic Vitamins. Any closing thoughts? Um, Well, I guess I would just love to uh, wish all of your podcast listeners a very blessed Advent. Don't rush these uh, weeks. Take, Take your time with them. You know, prepare your, your heart, your, your mind for the coming of the Lord, and then we can take in with a new fervence and new vigor and new enthusiasm into the next joyous new year. Elizabeth Ficicelli, we'll keep you in our prayers, and thank you again for the gift of your time. 
God bless you, Deacon Tom, and all the good work you're doing on Catholic Vitamins. Thank you, Elizabeth Ficicelli, our special guest on this repeat show. This is Catholic Vitamin R for Renewal, number three. I know there was a different mention during the interview, but that's because we recorded her earlier. But uh, this idea of honoring Advent on our show came up from you, dear Dee. Right. I think we were talking about what could we do for our, an upcoming show, and you said maybe we could look through. If we were going through the look, we we're going to look in the past. We should look for a guest who talked about Advent, or yeah, during the Advent or season, or interviewed around that time. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for the good idea. That worked well, and uh, we dearly love Elizabeth. I hope she comes back on the show sometime. I mentioned earlier that uh, she moved from Ohio, and I was right about that, but I was wrong about it being Florida. She's in South Carolina. Oh my. McCormick, oh my. South Carolina. And uh, she was involved with St. Gabriel. Gabriel. I can't talk today. St. Gabriel Radio when she was in Ohio. And I think she's still kind of involved with them from South Carolina. She hosts their shows sometimes. Wow. Yeah. She's a great uh, evangelist for sure. Well, Dee and I, uh, before we went to uh, visit with Elizabeth, we were talking about my homily for the. Uh, Jesus gift box idea. And I just want to go back to pick up on Advent practices for a moment. If you're not doing evening prayer, as we mentioned before, uh, I hope your parish has adoration and maybe you'd find a way to get an hour of adoration in once a week, at least uh, during the time left uh, before Christmas, before we welcome the Christ child and uh, the rosary and then as you heard before, the importance of confession cannot be uh, overstated. A good, solid confession would be a great way to uh, do something before the coming of the Christ child. I remember the, the first Wednesday that we did this, Father, I think, asked before we got started how many people there have done liturgy of the hours or evening prayer before and of course we raised our hand <laughs> he laughed because he looked at us and he says well if you hadn't raised your hand i would be surprised because yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. he knows that's part of just like a priest has to has to do that deacons do also that's right and yeah. it was part of the formation process so we wives got into it also and d and i have been doing i, I don't want to plug this too much but d and i have been doing uh, evening prayer together ever since we went into deacon formation, and um, we do our prayer intentions out loud in the evening at night, and we always hold hands as we say the Our Father. So it's, uh, I tell you, dear friends, praying together as husband and wife is such a beautiful thing for helping us to grow in faith and to grow stronger in our love for each other. So I recommend it highly. And uh, all I would say to you is, 20 years ago, if someone had said that I'd be holding hands with my wife in the evening and praying, 
<laughs> I'm sorry to say it would not have. You would have been. snickered. Yeah, I would have thought somebody was smoking something. <laughs> well, we're going to uh, get to our uh, good friend, Tony Agnese, and we'll be back on the other side. Welcome, my friends, to Secular Advent. This is Tony Agnese. For those of you who are not familiar with the holiday, it began several years ago and has grown into the biggest secular holiday of the year. Secular Advent used to begin on Black Friday. It now begins on Gray Thursday, right after Thanksgiving dinner, because greed can't wait for an entire day of giving thanks, especially when we forgot who to thank. There are other minor holidays during Secular Advent as well, like Small Business Saturday and Cyber Monday. But Secular Advent continues all the way until Return Unwanted Gifts Week. For those of you like me who celebrate the Christian Advent, you need to understand that Secular Advent is the antithesis of the Christian Advent. Secular Advent asked us to speed up and spend money now. Christian Advent asks us to slow down and prepare for the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Secular Advent asks us to spend money we don't have on things we don't need under the pretense that it was on sale. Christian Advent asks us to be thankful for what we already have and to give to those who have little. Secular Advent asks us to fight for our right for the big screen television at Walmart, especially if it's the last one, even if it means we have to kill for it or at least start a riot. Christian Advent asks us to pray for peace in the world. Secular Advent reminds us that seven-year-olds' need for the iPhone 6 and both the Xbox and PlayStation gaming system because they deserve it. Christian Advent reminds us that some children will have no gifts at Christmas. And wouldn't it be nice to buy something for a child who has little or nothing? As for me, I prefer the Advent of our Christian faith. And so as not to get caught up in the hype of this secular holiday, here are a few things I'm going to do. Maybe you'd like to try these too. First, I'm going to slow down and enjoy the Advent season. Enjoy the beauty of winter closing in, of snowfall and family and friends. Second, as a Catholic, I'm going to attend Mass every day this Advent season and focus on the coming of Jesus, not only on Christmas Day, but his second coming as well. Third, I'm going to increase my prayer time, especially to pray for those who will be sad at this special time of year because they've lost a loved one this year. Fourth, I'm going to help someone in need a family member, a friend, or just a name from the Giving Tree or the Salvation Army list. My protest will be a quiet one, a silent one. I will just choose not to participate in the madness. Instead, I'll try to concentrate my thoughts and deeds on throwing off the works of darkness and putting on the armor of light. Please join me this Advent. This is Tony Agnesi.
Well, Dee, do you know the name of that hymn? From, Greens Thy Faithfulness. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful hymn. Great words. It has uh, certainly come to us from the Protestant tradition area. Some of the words of this that touch my heart. <clears throat> Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above. Join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. <clears throat> Some of the beautiful hymns of the Protestant tradition have yet to work their ways into regular Catholic practice. I remember that in our hymn book growing up. That's when you were a Methodist, right? Yes. Yes. All right. What have you got there? Speak up. we got a committee. book giveaway. A new book for December. Well, go. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know you were ready. The title of the book is Arguing Religion, A Bishop Speaks at Facebook and Google by Bishop Robert Barron. So here's the deal, folks. Um, you know, Bishop Barron, and when he was Father Barron, a great evangelist and not afraid to go into the uh, lion's den, so to speak. So he uh, made an appointment to go in to see Facebook, their headquarters, and uh, Twitter. Was that Google. the other one? Google. Google. Google, that was the other one. And um, so he went in, toured the facilities, and then he met in a... Uh, sort of an audience area where he met with a lot of employees and uh, actually argued or discussed religion with them. And uh, you could bet that there are people in those two organizations that are pretty much anti-religion. And uh, I don't want to criticize any individuals, but I think we'd, we'd know that there's a lot of left-leaning people in those organizations. So talk about uh, taking the message to those who need to hear it. He certainly did that. And that book, dear friends, is available. We have one copy. It's shrink-wrapped, brand new, Arguing Religions by Bishop Robert Barron. And a bishop speaks to uh, Facebook. At, at Facebook and Google. And, there you go. And have we told them how to get it? Well, D, you just send an email to catholicvitamins at gmail.com, catholicvitamins at gmail.com. Or if you are local or have some reason why email is not working for you, Call our uh, studio, 928-363-4144. Have you memorized that number yet? No, and I keep forgetting to put it up here on, on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> 928-363-4144. And uh, give your contact information. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, we'll be happy to put your name in a basket. And one, one day you may come in and find it taped here to your computer. <laughs> <laughs> your friends will be back. Hello, this is Kendra Von Esch, a recovered corporate executive who left it all behind to help bring others to a deeper relationship with God and the beautiful Catholic faith. Here is my reflection for today. Go be the light. Walk in the light of the Lord. Well, what does that really mean? Well, if you've had an encounter with Jesus, you have the light inside you. You have been illuminated with truth and been graced with peace 
and your faith of life forever in heaven is what you now live for. Your life is forever changed, and you try your hardest to live to please God in your own life. But He also wants you to share this light with others. Hopefully, you have joy oozing from you because of this hope of heaven and the fact that you've found the most precious pearl and now realize how this world means nothing in comparison to the love of God and the salvation of your soul. But there are so many who are still in the dark. They're sad, worried, lonely, have no faith in anything. They are scared of death and on the wide road to hell, searching for something more in drugs, alcohol, food, and other destructive behavior. I know this because I lived in the world seeking something more until 2013 when God pulled me out of the pits of hell. And as Christians, we can help by showing the light we have found with our love, our peace, and our joy, especially through the difficult times in our lives to everyone we meet. A smile, being kind and generous to strangers and our enemies— That's what it means to be the light. So go be the light today and shine on others. And when they ask you, how come you are so happy? Tell them it's Jesus. For more inspiration, free downloads, and resources, check out KendraVonash.com. Have a blessed and inspired day. We enjoy a great deal the relationship that we have with Kendra Von Esch. We don't carry her every episode that we do. But, um, you know, there's a joy in people who are reverts and converts. I happen to stumble upon a site entitled The Reflective Revert. And the subtitle of uh, maybe the, the motto of the person that's doing this is The Joy of Being Catholic Again. Looks like it started in uh, 2012. And I found uh, things published up through February of 2020. If you don't have that joy in you, might pray for Jesus to give you that gift from him at Christmas time. We are definitely very joyful to be Catholic. And our show approach all these 11 years has been to share faith from A to Z, using some words, sometimes struggling to come up with ideas for words But um, you know that we love the Lord, and uh, we love those who listen to us and hear the message. Dee has uh, gone to take the dog for a walk because it was uh, getting ready to go outside. So I'll say goodbye for this episode. We'll look forward to joining you in a couple weeks on another Catholic Vitamins. From A to Z, Catholic Vitamins. Don't enter the race without them. See you next time. This is Deacon Tom. Blessings.